you.
Is that not powerful? Amen. The scripture comes to mind. The Bible says, um, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Amen. Um, and I think that's what the song really um, encourages us to do. Amen. Well, we have about 60 minutes left of this year. And uh, you may stand as we... Are you looking forward to the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to eat some spiritual food. Also, after this, just the announcement, there is uh, some um, fruit as well after, after the service. So please uh, stay around in, and enjoy some, um, some lovely swallowship with us as well. Amen. Hallelujah. So let us um, put our hands together for our blacksmith, our father, our pastor, our prophet, who's going to minister to us, reveal the new theme for next year, and share a word directly from the heart of God for us. Amen. Let us put our hands together for Pastor Edgar Michaels. Praise God. What a blessing. Thank you. It sounds good. You may be seated. Thank you. I trust God to touch your heart and minister to you. You know, you cannot go without food. And people that are not spiritual take preaching very lightly. And even preaching does very little to them in their lives or change them. Because the word of God is always opposed by the devil, but also people take it just as a storybook, as something very light. But it is of utmost importance to obey the word of God. Uh, faith in the word of God is obedience to the Word of God. So when we read the Bible, it's not a storybook, it's God's wisdom to us. And the song we've just listened to about when we get to heaven, uh, it's, that's if you are born again, because you need to be born again, receive God's nature through being born again to enter heaven Otherwise, heaven will be very uncomfortable for you because you don't have the nature of God. You are not born again. It's like putting a fish in the earth, walking or being around here. The fish, it will be unpleasant for the fish. It will be restless and he will die very quickly. So if you're not born, we can say to the fish, if you can get a human nature, you will be very comfortable on this earth. So if you are not born again, you don't have God's nature, so heaven will be yell for you. Heaven will be extremely difficult for you. There's no toilets for a smoke break in heaven. There's no place for Michael Jackson or the worldly music or for wine or for loose sin and everything. But those who are born again, they will say, this is home. We have arrived home. Hallelujah. So therefore we say to you, you must be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. How do you become born again? Is by repenting of your sin. What is repentance, pastor? It's to turn away from your sin. It's to turn against your sin. And it's to accept Jesus as your Lord, the boss, the ruler of your life. That is how you get born again. And it's always good, brethren, that we preach the gospel. What I've done now, it's to preach the gospel. 
And this gospel has tremendous power. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. This gospel in it is God's power. Amen. And God made all other powers. He made nuclear power. He atom power. Electrical power. All powers there is originate from God. But the gospel is the power. It's a power beyond all other powers. So when you receive Jesus, this dynamic power comes into your life. It breaks you free from sin, gives you other appetite, gives you other desires. Hallelujah. But to get that power, you need to place your faith in the Lord Jesus and repent of your sin. Hallelujah. Look what the scripture, as I said to you, the Bible is not a storybook. It is God's wisdom to you. It says, for I am not ashamed, says the Apostle Paul, of the gospel. As I've just shared with you, I share with you unashamedly. That's what our sister Valerie was to say. Hey, yeah, the word comes straight to you. <laughs> you feel is there a place to cover or to hide? Who tells this man to speak to me like that? It seems he chased me away from the church. We want to chase you into the arms of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the scripture says, the holy word of God says, I am not ashamed of this gospel. And Paul was writing this to the Romans. And Rome at that time was like America, the superpower of the world, the best universities of the world. It was like they would say, if America sneezes, the world gets a cold. Because the world wants to be like Americans. Whether it's McDonald's and whether it's Burger King or whatever. The Americans have their hands everywhere. But Paul is writing to the Romans where the superpower of the world was. But he was saying the gospel is a greater power than the superpower of the world. And I am arming you all to work for God by preaching and sharing even this. To share this gospel unashamedly. Amen. Not to feel threatened, intimidated, Anywhere, whether it's in the hotel, whether it's on the beach, whether it's in the office of the, the rich boss or the learned places of university, don't be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. You must believe then this power starts to operate in your life. It enters you. It sets you free from the desire to smoke, to sin, to, to uh, uh, be disobedient to God. It sets you free. It breaks chains. And you will be no more a prisoner of the devil, but you will be a child of the living God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise for that. Now the song we've listened to, When I Get to Heaven, for those, you must feel this is a bit morbid to think about that, but wisdom, wisdom is to know the end at the beginning and then you plan to have a wonderful end. That's wisdom. Amen. It's, 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 
it says, I will come out on the other side successful. Heaven is a reality. And the song wants to awaken us to God's wisdom. When I listened to the song the first time Michael played to me, I had tears in my heart because I said, Lord, I don't want to have regrets when I get to heaven. I want to work more. The song pushed me to work more. Amen. And then the song says, when I see the generals of our faith, Billy Graham there, you see Kenneth Hagen, you see Martin Luther, John Calvin, you see the Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter. You look at them and you think in comparison to them, what have I done? What have I done for the Lord? You see those who suffer for their faith. Those who, like Watchman Nee, was put 20 years, 15 years in prison in China for his faith. Having over 200 churches, being the leader of it, being put in prison by Mao Zedong, the communists took over in China, locked him up put him in prison 15 years. After 15 years, they discovered he hasn't changed at all. Hasn't changed at all. They had another five years, and he died in prison. And when they got to his bed where he died, he had a note under his pillow. And the note says, I die for my love for the Lord Jesus. And what a privilege it is. Wow. Sought and powerful. Now when I meet those people in heaven, I look at myself and I think, what have I done? I had all these opportunities. What caused me to just now in heaven get just a small cup of reward where others have different crowns because in the Bible there's about eight crowns different crowns crown for soul winning crown for sharing shepherding and preaching the word of God crown for suffering for the Lord there's a special crown for those who are martyrs suffer put out of the family's will and inheritance Put out of the house. Some lost their husbands because they want to serve the Lord. And the husband don't want to serve God. Others kept their virginity because they don't want to give in to sexual looseness. And suffer. And being mocked. But the rewards are great. Hallelujah. The rewards is great. My God. But yeah, I walk around for eternity just with a little cup. And that brother has got about three crowns. Uh, next morning, he's got another crown. Next day, he wears another crown. And the Bible says, at the judgment seat of Christ, when believers are going to be judged, after that, there will be men much tears. Tears of regret, says Revelation. People will cry. And, and that's what the song is saying. Regrets. My God. When my parents passed away, both of them, my mom first and three months after that, because my dad was so in love with my mom, he said um, after she died, he's got no reason anymore to be around. And soon you will have to bury me too. That was in... The cemetery said that because he said, I've done, I've raised you all, and we were all seven children serving the Lord. Do you hear me? Okay, and, and, and uh, I can say I've not got no regrets when it comes to my parents. I've done what I could for them, love them, start up the car if they need to go 
and buy some stuff. I could see my, my, my dad, years before he passed away, said to my mom, He's now, he had enough of eating mince. He won't want to eat mince and, and, uh, and this stuff. And I, the last few years, I watched both of them during the day, even the week, eating chops. My mom made chops for them. Lamb chops and they eat. And I think, wow, it's blessed them. Hallelujah. But what I want to say is I have no regrets. So I don't want to have regrets. When I look at my Savior in heaven, I think, oh, my Lord, you mean so much to me. Do you know what it means to be saved from hell? Do you know what hell is all about? You have to study hell. You have to check what, from what were you saved. Your gratitude will, will, will increase that you... Deserve hell for your sins, my God. Do you, have you studied the devil and how vicious and a murderer he is? He would have taken you apart if it was not for God saving you and you believing the word. The devil would have, he's like a cobra, like a black adder. He will put you up, take you apart. The Bible says it's a roaring lion. It will take you apart. I was sitting in a vehicle there in Joburg. We were going through the, was it the zoo, a safari, and here the lions walk around here. I look at them. I think my... And they tell you, don't open the windows or whatever. And my friend, uh, he had his window open like... I thought, man, what if they smell? And you know, my flesh is juicy. <laughs> it's like Kentucky. And I thought it must close. And all of a sudden, the sliding door, it, 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 because it was a bumpy, opened a little bit. And we were struggling to, while, he was, while they were driving. I said, oh my God. Because it's nothing for a lion to break through a window, to break down a door. And as I was looking, I think, thank you, Lord, for my salvation from the roaring lion. I'm saved from Satan taking me apart. Hallelujah. What a glorious Savior. Give the Lord praise. Before I get into uh, 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 the theme and give it to you, pray, you would love to hear. Amen. Amen. Before I get there, I thank God for this year, 2023. Thank you for all the new people coming along in our church in this year. We trust God to uh, double and triple that in the new year. We're happy to have Karen's parents here. Uh, uh, you speak, you see, I speak in the way of the new people in our church. Sorry for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Michael, brother, and every visitor, and all of you, and we trust God. I just want to say uh, I'm grateful, even uh, Janie, uh, Nadine, and, and uh, her friends. That cannot be here. Uh, there's many of our people that are on holiday. But we thank God for each one of you, even those who are for a good while here with us. We thank God and we are very grateful for this year past. Can I pray and say thanks to the Lord? Father, I thank you for 2023, for every month you've carried us, for the work we could have done. Thank you for every week and every week's prayer meeting, preaching on a Sunday. Thank you for the work and for the Sunday school, the youth, the adult youth, the young adults, and also daughter you can make it. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you. Thank you for my sons and their wives. We are deeply grateful for what you have done. 
Lord, and thank you for my wife standing so strong, powerful, virtuous woman. And thank you for everyone, their prayers for me and the health we have and the joy we can have in the house of the Lord. Like the ten lepers, only one returned to come and say thank you. We are that one, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your wisdom and thank you for your insight. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord, bless your word as I preach in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Ecclesiastes, please. Let me first, before I give you, let me say I'll preach. And then uh, we'll have about, about 10 minutes of praying in tongues for the new year. And then a minute before 12, Mikawa helped me with the countdown and say 60 seconds, 15. I don't know how it works. <laughs> but we, it, it will be on the screen, they say. Okay. But remember, every one of you are so special. I pray for every one of you. And you of our visitors, this is a wonderful church to belong to. Isn't it so, Chesra? It's a wonderful church. Amen. Son, isn't it a wonderful, it's a wonderful church to belong to? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is true church. And I am in fellowship with many mighty men of God, many apostles and prophets in the city. I preach at their churches. I can tell you, this is a wonderful church to belong to. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. These are things that people tell you they chase after for success. Yes, five things. And I'll I give you, this is an introduction. Solomon wrote this, the man of wisdom. He says, I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, but actually the race is for the swift. If you want to win a race, you must be fast. But listen to the way he's thinking, because he wants to tell you life is a race. Then he says, and the battle is not to the warriors. But the warrior, the battle is for him. Then he wants to say life is a battle. And neither is bread to the wise. He wants to tell you everyone needs to have food. You have to have food. And you will get the better food if you are wise. Your education caused you that you don't eat Gatsby's anymore. <laughs> Bunny chow. <laughs> but, but, you, but you eat king club. You eat uh, 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 um, soul fish. You, uh, you eat top class meat. Do you hear me? So life is you need bread. Life is a race. Life is a battle. Life is you need food, bread. No wealth to the discerning. Life is about getting money. Being wealthy. People say, if I have more money, I will be more happier. I will, be, I, I will, I, I will feel I have arrived. Wealth is for the discerning. No favor to men of ability. Life consists of you need favor. It's in life, you, they will tell you, it, it's, not who you, it's not what you know is who you know. You understand? Uh, people can open doors for you. Solomon is speaking here. No favor to men of ability. Why? For time and chance overtake them all. What it means is, on your pursuit of those five things, anything can happen, and your life fall apart. 
You can be in an accident. You can be in a relationship that breaks your heart. Unfaithfulness. You can be laid off in your work. Lose your job. You can be in an accident. What he wants to say, you can go for all of this. But your life is not in your hands. You can lose all of this in a very quick time. I'm preaching to you for the new year. Because this is what success looks like. I am a winner in the race of life. I'm running through them again. I, the battles of life, I come out victorious. When it comes to food, I eat top class. When it comes to wealth, I've got the best, the house, the car. When it comes to favor, to go climb the ladder, go up. I have it all, but chance, an accident, a happening, overtake it all. Verse 12. Moreover, man does not know his time. You don't know your time. You might die in January. You have no control over it. It was not even God's plan for you to die, but the devil can cut your life short. Some drunkard come over the robot and, and it was green for you and you're in an accident. And there you die. Or you lay lame in hospital or you're in a wheelchair. Man does not know his time. Man is like a fish caught in a treasurer's tra net. Wow. And like a bird trapped in a snare. The bird is in the air and the fish is on the earth. What it means, you must consider there's a heavenly side and there's an earthly side. Do you hear me? So the sons of men are ensnared. At an evil time when it suddenly falls on them. I want to ask you, what are you living for? James chapter 4. Wow. Praise the Lord. You have it. James chapter 4 is verse 14, somewhere there. Verse 13. Come now, you say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. What is trying to say? Who are you to boast about tomorrow? There's no tomorrow in your governance and your control. You are alive because of God's Grace and mercy. The next verse. Instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, your boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. For you to speak of in five years' time or next year, we will do this. You should say, if the Lord wills. Verse 17. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. It's out of this scripture where Bishop Dag, one of my spiritual fathers, taught me heavy, having a camp for a whole week speaking to believers just on this piece of scripture 
and the theme of the camp was, you must think correctly quickly. Other words, you must think of life correctly. And you must do it quickly. Because time is not in your hands. Time is not in your hands. You get people who die early, but they had a full life. Then you get people who have a long life and has produced for God nothing. So it's not the length of life that counts. It's the quality of life that counts. I give you a summary with one of the slogans of our church is, you must live for eternal values that will bring reward in heaven. Amen. You must live for eternal values. The floods that happens in the world, the war that's on in Gaza, where people, over 20,000 people, they didn't plan to have died. The tsunamis, the earthquake in Turkey, buildings come down. There can come an earthquake here now, and this and this concrete can fall on us. God, through all of this, want to tell you what is your car worth when it happens? What is the worth of your money in the bank when it happens? What is life all about when I get to heaven? That's why I asked my son to sing, let the song be played. Hallelujah. He was asking me, either that song, uh, Bishop Dag transformed an uh, Abba song about the winner takes it all. And, and Bishop calls it, uh, the, the winner takes the crown. The winner takes the crown. I wanted the Apple song because I like the beat. But I said, this is more of substance. Amen. Amen. Ik weet niet nou lis vir die song. Don't moenie my versoekie. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is, the important thing is, what is life about? John 9. I think it's verse 3. Hallelujah. The word is sweet. John chapter 9. Amen. Uh, go further. Yep, here we are. Jesus said, we must work the works of him who sent me. God's work is eternal. Wow. If you work for God, it is a, a quality. It's eternal. But this work demands faith. Because his work is not uh, taking notice of by the world. The people that are earthly and worldly, they don't have time for God's work. But God has a work. And I have been called to raise up people to do the work of the Lord. And I am working for God. And it's an honor. I came to the Lord when I was 16 years old. 68 now. Working for 52 years for the Lord. Amen. Working, equipping people, winning souls for God. Equipping people to become workers for God. Amen. We must work the works of Him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Your night might come with uh, your heart is broken. Your heart, well, night might come that you cannot go to the open air anymore because of ailments. Tommy was rescued, saved by God. When he had his bypass, or Sister Valerie spoke to you, you hear, God gives you another chance, a way to live. But it could have been the end. 
And nobody thought it would have been your end. Our sister Ida, brother James, and many of our people, uh, uh, we would have loved them to be here. But the end has come. So work for God. Amen. Work for Him. Hallelujah to the glory of God. I'm going to read to you Revelation chapter 4, and I give you the theme for our year needs still to be refined. Refine mean maybe tailor this, tailor this way and that way. But that I will do with the leaders. Praise the Lord. But the theme is come up here to stay ready to serve as a soldier. Amen. Amen. The heart of it is service. Amen. Come up. Yeah, and I'm reading now, Revelation, you cannot type that out now, is it so? It does not be the type machine. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come up here to stay ready to serve as a soldier. Amen. And can I unpack it? The come up here means you need to stay spiritually fit. Be up there. Amen. Come up. I'll read it now to you. Okay. You will see now. After these things I looked and behold the door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I had heard like the sound of the trumpet speaking with me said, Come up! Yeah. And I will show you what must take place after these things. But I say, come up here to stay ready to serve. It's it's a year of service. Amen. But it's a year also. In other words, you need to be ready to serve. As Sister Natalie shared with you, serve clean here. But I'll show you now quickly what is what the service entail. Hallelujah. It's, uh, let, let me but move because I won't have to. It's, it's to win souls. You must... Every one of you must win people for the Lord. Even you, thank you, you invite people to the church. But win people for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Win people out of the, out of the control of Satan, out of prison. Because the devil is determined to take people to hell. Amen. Amen. And you must win people for the Lord. You must serve. You must, but you must be ready to serve. Hallelujah. Anytime ready to serve. Hallelujah. If it is washing the pastor's car. If it is being on the open air. As we, and, and, and some have to see that the sound is right. As Jolano was testifying. No, I cannot work these times. I want to serve God. Amen. I want to serve the Lord. You are safe to serve. You're not safe to warm the church pew. You're not safe to getting spiritually fat and overweight. You're not safe to become a critic. Where's my glasses, widow? Amen. There are people, I couldn't get a, a dog glass. Can I get your glasses? Okay. But let, let me first have this glasses. You are people that, that go through life like this. This is sunglasses. This is very expensive glasses. Nicholas, I think Nicholas brought it uh, from uh, Malta or what. It's got a nice box. It can fold up like this. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. But it's sunglasses. Some people go through life like this. 
It's like they're always on holiday spiritually. I, I think some of you laugh because my nose is flattened. <laughs> Amen. But what I'm trying, this is sunglasses. But what I mean is people go through life. It's like serving God is just a holiday. You, you just lazy. You just let others work. And you were critic. Others, I don't have that other glasses. The black glasses. You understand? Dog glasses. It's people that look at things just negatively. Critic. Critical. People that just see the dark side of things. And then glasses like my wife, you, 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 you can see clear. You have insight. You know the way the Lord is going. But most people live just with these glasses. Just flow along spiritually. And when they work for God, it's with great difficulty. He says, come up here to stay ready to serve as a soul. Isn't that a powerful Theme for our new year. Give the Lord praise. I, I'm describing to you a soldier means military service. Soldier is very disciplined. Up early. Clothes ready. Medals polished. Shoes right. Soldier is 24-7 on duty. That I'm speaking of us this year, 2024. 27, 24-7, ready for the Lord. The Lord comes first. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord comes first. Family second. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, anyone who loves me, mom, dad, more than me, is not worthy of me. So don't come and tell me my family and this and that. Unmerit, certain merits, yes. Understand? But this is the life of a soldier. You lose some things. You call to suffering. Amen. As a soldier to suffering. For the Lord. Like, Jelano was saying they marginalized him at work because he saved. You have to take the flack and the suffering. Amen. And sometimes a dip in salary because I'm not going to work that it takes me away from church the whole week and the next week and I can only be once a month in church. No, I, I take a dip money-wise. Suffering. Sacrificing. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Hallelujah, I'm rushing. The Bible says there in the King James Version, when they were looking for Jesus, King James Version, 12 years old, after three days they found him. Where did his parents find him? In the church. Nowhere else. If people should look for you, they, say, they should find you in the church. They, if they ask, where is he? No, he's on the opening. My God. The, this kind of life, the, the nominal Christian don't know this. I mean, there's some of our young people, others who are so-called top Christians, when they met them, they said, no, you people are crazy. You, you, you people are over the top. But these are top, top guys. Say, no, we can never serve God like that. Because they, because they don't think correctly quickly. Amen. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wist you not that I must be about my father's business? He said at 12, You should have known where to find me. God has got a business. And anyone who's got a business, it takes all your time. 
You cannot even go on holiday. The shop must be open. If it's not open, and, and then people, uh, they want the Coke and they, uh, uh, no, it's closed. Now they have to take the car and go. Next time you lose business. Because don't go there, it's probably closed, go somewhere else. But the man who comes for his Coke, he will buy his bread and other things also by you. But business demands sacrifice. And can I tell you what Jesus sacrificed? For the 12 years old, three days missing. For those three days, he suffered, he sacrificed family. Didn't you miss your family, mommy and daddy? He says, yes, but I must be about my father's business. Twelve years old, didn't you miss your friends? But I must be about my father's business. Where did you sleep? Three days. I must be about my father's business. Doesn't matter if we sleep and it's cold. Did you take discomfort? Ooh, did you have a change of clothes? He said, that's not of primary importance. I must be about my father's business. Do you hear me? Where did you eat? Hey, I'll just take a sandwich maybe. The Sunday afternoon, they have the roast and everything. Because we're late for the opening. I can eat the roast afterwards. Some of our people, we stay out of church because we have got visitors Sunday afternoon and they come from where? Man, prepare the Saturday. Prepare the Saturday. Amen. Imagine you were not here because of making food. There will have been a gap in your understanding in the way God operate and this church operate because of food. You were not here. This is more important than your food. Far more important. And some of your family are on their way to hell. They don't even respect you as being born again and, and all of that. Your, your spiritual family, you will spend eternity with them. They, you will see them off at the graveside. We will never see each other again. And one of our, of our slogans is blood. Spirit is thicker than blood. Hey! You say, what kind of preaching is this? What kind of church? This is top class Christianity. Christianity is weak because we water it down to make it more pliable. And, it's, and the Christian faith has no power. Islam is power. Say Muslim and Islam. Because they sacrifice. And inner iemand wat sacrifice. Zij raak bang voor iemand wat he will sacrifice you too. They sacrifice their children. Even if you go over to the other faith, they cut you out completely. Hey, wow, what a word. I'm here by, as I go there, Revelation chapter 4. Let me preach five more minutes and then we can pray five minutes and then we have our countdown. Come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. The come up here is, as Sister Angie, I'm feeding on the testimonies. How do you get up there and stay there? It's through prayer meetings. It's to listen often to preaching. It's true sitting with the word of God. If you're not up there, you lose your energy to serve. Come up here. Amen. Come up here. The Lord said to John, come up here. And he saw an open door in heaven. This whole chapter, 12 times the word throne appeared. 
And this chapter is the throne room of heaven and of God. From this chapter and this room, the world is governed by God. This is the throne room. So God calls FDKC in this new, come up to the throne room. Come rule with me. Come govern human affairs with me. Come see life through my eyes. Come see the end from here. Come up here. Hallelujah. And I'll show you 24 also in this chapter. Let's go for it. Number two. Immediately I was in the spirit. If you're not in the spirit, you cannot serve. And behold, the throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne, that's God himself. And he was sitting, was like jasper stone and sardis in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne. God remember his covenants with mankind, an emerald in appearance. Around the throne, 24 thrones. The King James Version, put it there, please, will say, four and Twenty. Hey, you hear me? Around about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting. We in the year 2024. Wow. And these 24, this is after the Three chapters of Revelations that speak of the seven churches. It's, it's after the church age. Amen. And these 24 represent the overcomers. Four from the four corners of the earth. And 20 speaks of soldiers. Hallelujah. Amen. Four and 20. They there. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Just Numbers chapter 1, and we come to verse 4 again. Numbers 1, verse 3. When you turn 20, you become a soldier. From 20 years old and upward, whoever is able to go out to war in Israel, you and Aaron shall number them by their armies. When you become 20 years old in Israel, you must enroll as a soldier. This year, 4 and 20, we enroll as soldiers. Come up here and to stay ready to serve as a soldier. Wow. Amen. And look here. We're back there by verse 4. Revelations. Around the throne was four and twenty thrones, and upon the thrones I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Wow, this is the church. And out from the throne came flashes of lightning, sounds and pails of thunder, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal, and in the center around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. And I want to show you now these four creatures that we, if we are ready, we need to have these four faces. Amen. And these four faces speaks of the four faces of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that, I'll have to stop what I'm preaching. Amen. But I wanted to say they were elders. Who of you are five years and more here? Can you stand please in this church? Five years and more. You may stand. Five years, 10 years, 12 years. Now look, these are elders 
in this church. These should be role models of what we teach and preach. These should be adorning the teaching. Elders. Do you hear me? Do you take and realize your responsibility that others must look up to you and say, follow me as I follow Christ? Amen. Amen. I had this as an example, and I want to show you these who are standing here. You must ask yourself, are you a positive force or a negative force? My other slogan always was, if everyone should serve God in this church like I'm serving him, this will be a powerful church. Amen. Say amen. 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 This is a reality check. You see? At the end of every year, children get a report. How does your spiritual report look like? Are you about to repeat it again this year coming? Or are you saying, hey, my God, I can never go on like this. I, I can never be not a positive force. For this work of God. Are you fluctuating like a yo-yo more down than up? Do you hear me? It's a reality check. And follow me, your pastor and his wife. And even my attitude towards children, babies, and even the weak, and even those who are giving trouble, follow me. Follow me. Become carbon copies of myself as I follow Christ Jesus. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And let me show you the four faces. The face, the first creature was like a lion. That Jesus the lion. The second one, like a calf, Christ Jesus as an ox. The lion is in Matthew, Jesus the king, four gospels. And the ox is Jesus in Mark, the hard worker for God. And the third creature, face like a man, Luke, Jesus the man. And the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. Jesus, the man of prayer. If you want to be a soldier, ready. Follow these four faces. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the power of your word. May your word soak into us. And may your word call us up to the level you want us to be. Lord, we commit friends of Daniel Kingdom Church for this new year, 2024, into your hands. Lord, we say, come up. Come up here to stay ready to serve as a soldier. So he help us, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Michael. Give the Lord praise for the word. Wasn't the word powerful? I think we have a minute. We can stand and be excited. Hallelujah. There we go. Amen. 51, 50, 49. Say with me. 47. Hey? Oh, we start counting at 10. Sorry. I want to count now already. Amen. We count from 10. 10. Wow, here we go.
Hallelujah. Amen. Come, sweetheart. 